Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap. It is May 8th. We are on the road to money in the bank. But hey, we've already been on the road to UFC 249. I have a preview show over on YouTube.com slash Fightful MMA Boxing. But you can catch our post show for tomorrow's UFC 249 right here. Fightful.com, YouTube.com slash Fightful. Of course, I will uh, re-air it over on the Boxing and MMA channel. But... You all better join in. Those UFC shows are just wild in our our, uh, live chat, live discussion, all that good stuff. Whether it be during the show, after the show, it's a lot of fun. And of course, we have money in the bank this weekend. We got Warren Hayes joining us. Warren, how you doing? I'm doing very well, Sean. I had uh, I did my my civic duty in these uh, hard times, and I ordered some Mexican food from a local Mexican restaurant. Had some. Wonderful enchiladas, uh, some uh, homemade guacamole. It was fantastic stuff. Well, uh, as you discovered, you were going to shit like a mongoose. And as I discovered, mongoose aren't geese. They are something completely different. Right, right. What do you guys know mongooses for? Because I guarantee you now it's for shitting like a mongoose. One time my grandma, when I was younger... Pulled up on a uh, a police like not a barricade. What is it? A blockade type of thing. A police checkpoint. Okay. And my grandmother doesn't commit any crimes, but she had a headlight out. Just a headlight out. She thought she was going to get a ticket for that, and she sure. said, "Quote: I am as nervous as a cat shitting razor blades." I've heard that before. And I said, "I've heard know- that before." That's a great one too. And I said, "You know what?" I'll take it. I'll take it. Imagine imagine a mongoose shitting razor blades at this point. Yeah, they're pretty aggressive, but cats are more nervous. Either way, we got SmackDown to talk about. But, you know, Warren, I, I got to get some plugs out of the way. I got to get some Go plugs right out of the way. We've got a lot of interviews at Fightful. Mm-hmm. Maybe you guys are into ECW. Well, luckily for you, it's ECW month. How about Just Incredible? How about Tracy Smothers? How about Mikey Whipwreck? I got all of them. Mikey Whipwreck, I love this, Warren. And our boy Alex Pawlowski would love it, too. I said, okay, you, you kind of brought the whippersnapper, the stunner, to America. Who does the best one now? And he said, Ember Moon, straight up. I love that. That shows mm-hmm. me a lot. Of, it shows that he he he's with it as far as wrestling goes. He's not like, oh, well, you know, that Stone Cold Steve Austin did a good one. So Kevin Owens... Uh, Kevin Owens does do a great one. Love seeing Ember Moon getting her due there. But I also interviewed Dana Brooke, 
ahead of money in the bank. We talk about that. We talk about who's been going to bat for her, who's really been giving her encouragement. We also had uh, her boyfriend, Yuli Diaz, there, who is a bare-knuckle boxer, a pro boxer, MMA fighter. Uh, he's done jiu-jitsu competitions, and he wants to get into pro wrestling. And if you take one look at him, you'll be like, uh, yeah, probably, probably. Well, that's not it. This weekend, I'm dropping a Leo Rush interview. I was going to make you all wait a week and a half, but I said, you know what? Everybody's everybody's talking to Leo, so I'll drop my 40-plus minute interview with him this Sunday ahead of Money in the Bank. You can get it now, tier 2, FightfulSelect.com. And next week, I was like, you know, what should I do next week, Warren? What should I do next week? I, you know, I think you should interview someone else, Sean, and and actually drag it out so that you can have a longer interview than you had with RJ City, because between you and I, it's a little embarrassing that well, your longest interview right now is with uh, is with RJ City. I don't know if it is. I think maybe Muhammad Hassan's might have been longer when I interviewed him, but you know, I talked to people from ECW and WCW and I, AJ Gray. Uh, I indie indie wrestlers. I did WWE. Dana Brooke, Leo Rush, who's who's a free agent. Ah, how about John Moxley next week? How I got John Moxley next week. That's also up FightfulSelect.com tier two. And uh, if you don't subscribe to Fightful Select, go ahead and do that this weekend. You'll get my Money in the Bank live blog as it happens. And I'm telling you a funny ass story that I told Warren off the air involving Vince McMahon. It is a very funny story. It's well worth it. Check it out. Sonya Deville defeated Mandy Rose to kick off this SmackDown. We see Sonya and Mandy both cutting promos with Otis and Ziggler, respectively. And this match did not last long. And I'm conflicted. We'll see where it goes, but I'm glad that Sonya won. A reminder, if you're watching live on YouTube, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. How did you feel about this match, Warren? Um, I, too, am, am conflicted. Um, at some po- at, at the end of the match, Michael Cole said that was one of the most emotional and per- emotional and personal matchups that I have that I can ever remember. I'm like, wow, n- no, that's going a little over here. It should have been, but that's not what we got. Um, for a few that has been so consistently good and well executed, well performed, everyone playing their roles perfectly, there should have been a proper, proper payoff to this. Now, that of course, Sonya going over was fantastic. And the way she won the match, Sean, of course, uh, blocking the V-trigger and rolling into a schoolboy was Perfect, because it's Mandy. Of course she knows Mandy's arsenal, uh, and she's a fantastic wrestler, she being Sonya. So she should be able to counter a move and get a a sneaky win out of it. I liked it, but this was way too short. Now, the problem is, and I think I know know your thoughts on this, because I follow your Twitter, and and, and I agree with your thoughts. I'm afraid that they're going to run this again too soon. And we're going to end up with a 50-50 situation. If they run it again, they have to continue having Sonya win. Mandy will not lose anything by losing a feud to yeah. Sonya. Because Mandy Mandy is well-liked. She's over. 
she's over because she made the right choice because she went she ended up with Otis everybody likes Mandy because uh, she went with the guy who likes her they legitimately likes her Sonya has to come out of this feud as a horrible horrible human being as a terrible person and that's what they that's why she has to continue winning if they go back to this if they go back to this at money in the bank for a surprise match or whatever uh she has to win again she absolutely has to win again but and honestly it has to happen again this wasn't a proper blow off it 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 didn't work so i think we could be like maybe maybe in store for like a super swerve super swerve not just a swerve. swerve Yeah, that's a big Now, one. I don't know how they would make sense of it, and they won't. But I, I think that Mandy could end up turning on Otis down the line to benefit mm-hmm. her. And then Sonya looks like the baby face in all this. Like, I, yeah, I can't remember the exact terminology that she used when she was backstage and all that stuff. But, like, maybe even that she, maybe even she was like, man, I saw how Sonya or how Mandy acted, and Otis didn't deserve that either. Mm-hmm. He was smitten with her. He didn't deserve that. I'd rather have her with some miserable piece of shit like Dolph Ziggler. And, I mean, we don't know what this hacker is going to really unveil. I often point to a storyline that I thought was real underrated in TNA. It was like oh, it was like 2010. And for weeks, I think it was Sting, Nash, The Pope, and Samoa Joe. I think it was them. And they were like, Hogan and Bischoff are pieces of shit. And Hogan and Bischoff were baby faces on the show. They're like, they're pieces of trash, they're pieces of trash. And they and all these guys that were saying that were portrayed as heels on the show until Hogan and Bischoff turned heel. And those four guys were like, we told you. All along, we told you. We were mm-hmm. right. And they were actually the good guys all along. So I think we might be in store for that, and I'd be okay with that. I sure. think Sonya can be a big, big star, and so can Mandy. As you said, Mandy doesn't need this. What Mandy needs is that sweet knee she's doing, that good Belisawa forearm, mm-hmm. winning here and there, and to stay away from beating Sonya. Let Sonya be strong. And this was way too short. And uh, and I was also a little irked by all the talking. I, I can understand that... Uh, a lot of what wrestlers are doing these days is a little more vocal because there is no audience. So I can appreciate them wanting to fill the room uh, <laughs> with with some sounds, with some noise. But there was a little too much talking by Sonya here. Uh, too much, uh, too much uh, uh, exposition. We know why you're beating her up. We know why why you're why you're after her. There was a little too much of it. Line of the night though. Mandy on the outside when she goes to slam uh, Sonya over the table she says who's the bitch now bitch that was fantastic line of the night it was such a self-aware line for any woman (laughs) in WWE it really was Um, usually I would mind the Sonya talking trash thing but since she's been like so like I'm gonna ruin her life I do kind of believe that she would prefer that over winning Although this is one match where I'm like, okay, I pref- I I could see other motives besides being victorious. Mm-hmm. Reminder, guys, donate to Super Chat. Any amount get your question or statement read on the air. Anakin JMT says, just a PSA. Tom Segura is a tool. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Comedian Tom Segura had a spot on his podcast where 
he said, and, and let me just say, I do not condone this language at all. My wife is a special education teacher. Um, it's not something I condone, but he said that, oh, wrestling's so stupid. Wrestling fans think it's real. You got to be retarded to like that. Made some jokes about Special Olympics and all that stuff. And I posted about it, and I was really sarcastic, and he replied to me, and he replied sarcastically as well. But, like, to me, I, like, I wasn't upset or anything about him making fun of wrestling fans. We make fun of wrestling all week long, Warren. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like, if you're going to make fun of wrestling, it ain't hard to do it and make sense. I, I said it's like, I said, what he said was like being inches away from a touchdown, getting the ball, turning around and running 99 and a half yards the other direction while everybody says, what are you doing? This is so easy. You're right there. Why are you doing this? This one? That's what you picked? That play? It doesn't even exist. It shouldn't exist anymore. Nobody that watches wrestling and that does have their faculties about them in in a in a full manner thinks that it's real maybe a couple maybe a couple and you know e- oh god there's always those people when a joke doesn't land that are like no 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 us three people are are actually the smartest people in the room and the thousands of other people don't get the joke and mm-hmm. i was just like it wasn't funny. It was played out. It was corny. That's it. And I don't like the use of that terminology. He probably doesn't give a fuck if I like the use of that terminology, but I don't. I think that's corny too. Your thoughts? Um, the most offensive thing to me uh, when I watched the the clip was uh, was the the use of the R word, which I you know I was like suddenly suddenly it's two thousand it, it's two thousand four and I'm on I'm on my Xbox three sixty playing Call of Duty again. Um, I'm not going to pretend I've never said that word. I've said all kinds of stupid shit that mm-hmm. I, I later learned that's hurtful. And mm-hmm. some people yep. aren't exposed to the world. Tom Segura is very exposed to the world. He is a celebrity. He is a well-traveled comedian. Oh, he knows what he did. And he's he's typically a pretty funny dude. I've watched a couple episodes of sure. the show. I think Bobby Lee and Dane Cook were on a couple different times. I, I watched them individually. Hey, I highly recommend you guys go should go watch Dane Cook telling the story of, of his brother taking money from him on Tom Segura's podcast. It was fantastic. He's got some funny stuff. To me, that was just corny. It, it, like, eh. it, it's corny, and it, and it just plays off of a thing that – look, it just plays off of a thing that uh, – you know, we're we're apparently not aware of the joke of pro wrestling that overall, you know, the bigger yeah. joke of pro wrestling. And you know what? It didn't it it didn't bother me half as much as many other people got bothered about it because it is a it's an old joke. It is an old, old, mm-hmm. old joke that people have been doing for years. Uh, and just the fact that he did knock the R word into his routine on that one kind of shows me that maybe his material needs a bit of refreshing. And- the, fact, the fact that – I mean think about this. We just watched an episode of Dark Side of the Ring where John Stossel was exposing pro wrestling to people mm-hmm. who were getting the wool pulled over their eyes 35 years ago. Mm-hmm. Damn. And like I said, I hate the terminology. Yeah. And – 
he knows better, and maybe he doesn't give a shit, but I do. And coming from a guy who who said stupid stuff and learned from it, hope he learns from it. I don't think he will. But and there's also people like, oh, you're giving him what he wants. I don't give a shit what he wants. If he if he wants more attention and he got it good for him, you can tweet about what you want. You can reply to what you want. You can talk about what you want. That's the that's the beauty of Twitter. As long as it doesn't violate the terms of service, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. go. I wasn't out there posting the fucking pandemic YouTube link or some shit like that. I was responding to a comedian. Eh, it wasn't there's, funny. There's other hills to die on than this one. Trust me. Much better for hills. For sure. For sure. Uh, Anakin JMT says, Warren, did you get your normal delivery guy? Is it sad that I know that your normal delivery guy is Venus? No, it's not sad because it's, he's a mascot on my Twitter account. No, because I used a different service tonight to get the Mexican. I found uh, I find that in my area, the Uber Eats uh, 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 offering is a little more limited, whereas DoorDash, which recently just arrived in my town, is uh, pretty interesting. Hey, how about that? I wish that's one of the reasons me and my wife want to move. We're like, we would love to have DoorDash or Uber or, eat, or Uber Eats or anything. Right. Uh, maybe it wasn't Venus. Maybe it was Anita Dick who sent a super chat and said, Warren, Sean, I was rewatching 2007 Raw. Didn't Kevin Federline beating John Cena piss you off like it did to me? Why do WWE wrestlers look weak when celebrities show up? I actually thought that was genius. He was well-liked, Warren. What, was he well-liked? By the by, the locker room, yes. Oh, I by the know. locker room. Okay, yeah, no, all not, right, Not sure. in general, not at all, no. No, because I was like, mm, maybe something was going on in the States that up up we in, up here in Canada we didn't quite get to like Kevin Fertiline. Uh It's funny because I was just thinking just a couple of days ago that maybe, you know, we should go back and retro-review K-Fed's time in the WWF and just have you know, have us a little a little silly retro review with it. I was really thinking about that. I'm like, hey, you know, when, when it's time to tape some more stuff, you know, you know, we do the deep dives now, right? On a match, yes. maybe this could be one. Yeah, uh, I that you know what that sounds like a a really fun retro review. Sure, I just put one in the can, uh, an old school version, like it was SummerSlam 2001, I think, but. Doing one on like Mayweather and WWE or Kevin Federline and WWE sounds like a fun idea as well. Sure. Uh, make sure you guys leave a thumbs up. By the way, Lake Brain Cloud Lock says beef, chicken, or cheese enchiladas? Chicken. Okay. I respect it. That's what I would Thank go you. with too. Ms. Morrison and Forgotten Sons defeated Lucha House Party and New Day. Probably match of the night for me. The baby faces yeah. all do dives. Uh, we see another one ahead of a commercial. The work here is good. It's previewing this weekend's tag match. And I like that Lucha House Party got some good shine with their offense, but then they ended up losing. Uh, Forgotten Sons, they, they look pretty strong here. I thought they were booked really well. They do their finish to Big E. They powerbomb Kofi. And then even after Miz wins with a skull-crushing finale, they're in there staring down Miz and Morrison. I thought they booked Forgotten Sons better here than they did in NXT almost at any point. I think they're really going to be part of this group of people like Elias who uh, who should have, who who will translate much easier on main roster than uh, than in NXT. There's a bunch of reasons I think that Forgotten Sons never got over with the full sale crowd. Uh, but let's not dwell on that. Let's talk about the match that we had here this evening because I thought that this was Lucha House Party's 
coming out Lucha House Party. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Because uh, I saw a lot of people on Twitter going like, wow, Elitch, they're having a great match tonight. And I'm like, I've watched 205 Live religiously for the better part of a year covering it on uh, on Fightful Select. I've seen Lucha House Party have fantastic matches. What they had them doing on Raw about a year ago was ridiculous. Anyone who saw them wrestle on 205 Live knew that they were being drastically, dramatically misused on Raw. Now, tonight, you really got to see Metalik and Dorado mix it up. Uh, that assisted Frankensteiner that Dorado did, you know, when Metalik pushed him up into the air and he, uh, on Morrison, fantastic stuff. The uh, the uh, the the moonsault by Metalik followed by the shooting star press. Uh, their chain offense is just fast, incoming always. Fantastic stuff. And for me, I'm happy. I'm glad because Lucha House Party are very good. Lince Dorado has been great since the Cruiserweight Classic. He's always been good. Let, let's use them as an appropriate real tag team as opposed to jobbing to the bigger guys. I'm all for it. This match ruled yeah I, I really liked it also something that i really like i just see that or i just saw that jeremy borash has kind of made his on-screen debut for wwe on 205 live not as a wrestler in fact but uh he is doing some stuff on screen really I think that's pretty neat i think it's pretty neat good for him mm-hmm. uh, a good dude and a hard worker uh man of many talents Seamus is not a man of many uh, booking styles. This is the same old shit I've seen out of Seamus. I don't want to say seen out of Seamus. Seen for Seamus for a decade. Mm-hmm. Big burly Seamus. You know, he's a big badass and he's mad at something. And he, he's going to go let somebody know who's boss. And they're going to punch him in the nose. And he's going to go, what? You punched me in the nose? What? God. Uh, DJ Cass says, has WWE forgotten how important the wrestlers' themes are considering no more words uh, helps enhance the superstars' aura? Yeah, th- that's the thing. We were told that that theme was coming back. Uh, that's Jeff Hardy's uh, solo theme more. And I see you click clacking away. Oh, no, well, I thought we were talking about the... Uh... see the raining on the wall. That's Jeff Hardy, yeah. Okay, I thought we were talking about uh, the uh, Berlin song, No More Words. And I was like, wait, when was no, that? No, no, a no. They're theme? using the Hardy Boys theme. Oh, okay. Use No More Words. Why not? Sure, I agree. I agree, especially since Matt is running around AEW with the Hard- with, in the Hardy Boys outfit. Yeah. Yeah, just break that. Just snap it. It's so ridiculous. It's... It's really weird. Uh, Anakin JMT says, first SmackDown I've seen since the uh, first empty arena one, and it was a good one. Mandy versus Sonya was too short, and it should have been saved for the pay-per-view. Yes, it should have been. It should have mm-hmm. been. And I thought SmackDown was fine tonight. Uh, we were joking in the in the staff chat. There was nothing that warranted an article tonight. Nothing. We're doing the post-show wrap-up, and, and that's it. And... Uh, this Jeff Hardy Sheamus thing did not warrant an article because here's the thing. Why do I need to see a match, Warren? I just watched Jeff Hardy 100% beat the shit out of Sheamus 100%. Hit him mm-hmm. with all three of his, his top signature moves and mm-hmm. deuced out, pieced out, chucked yep. one. See ya. What, what's the deal here? 
Well, I mean, this is this would be an interesting moment to give so, to give Seamus some uh, character development, then, right? And he goes backstage, and uh, you know, he has a moment where he he recollects and he thinks, and he and he starts going around and he seeks out Chad Gable. He says, "Chad, uh, I want to tell you the truths. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, lad, I'm sorry." And he starts just becoming a a really nice, peaceful guy. I don't know, man. There's no reason to have this match moving forward. There really isn't. There's uh, because we saw it. We saw the payoff. It was. It, it, I mean, if anything, if you want to do this, if, if you want to do this in a compelling way, or at least give us a reason to keep our eyeballs on it, have Sheamus beat the tar out of Jeff Hardy. Then, but then you want the returning Jeff Hardy to come back. But then you could have had a compelling story to say there. Is Jeff Hardy really 100%? I mean, they're really they're really leaning into his addictions, into his demons. So, I mean, if they're going to do that, might as well be, well, they, you know, as Seamus comes in, he beats him up. Oh, is Jeff Hardy really there? Is he, has he completely rehabilitated? Is he ready for this? That's a story to tell. Right now, it's like it's going to be, just Seamus being on, on a revenge tour at this point. And... Anita Dick says, why did the Miz do a 360 spin around to the hard camera when he did his finisher? It looked weird. Cena also does it. Almost everybody does it. I've seen people hit a move, walk around the outside of the opponent so they could pin them facing the hard camera. Mm-hmm. It's weird. There are ringside cameras. Catch it from there. It's so unnatural. It's so odd. Yeah, I don't like it, it. It feels very TV production. I agree. That's one of the things when I interviewed Bischoff early last year. I was like, "What? What would you change if you could be there?" And he said, "I think it's too polished." Mm-hmm. He's like, "There's mm-hmm. no grittiness, and when it's too polished, there's no there's no feeling of unpredictability there." And I I agree with him. Uh, Tim Traver, hope you're doing well, buddy. Uh, I know you've had a tough time. He said, "Happy Friday, everybody. I'm going to have a peaceful weekend." Uh, my thoughts are with you and your family, Tim. We thank you for being here. Uh, Myron Kidd says, Jeff Hardy's TNA debut is better than his WWE one. I liked it. Did you did you ever see his TNA debut? I can't, I can't remember. Oh, it was, it was great. I think it was 04. Yeah, and, probably not. Um, AJ Styles is standing in the ring, and the first notes of Jeff Hardy's modest theme hit, and then his name pops up on the, the Tron there. And the crowd goes nuts. And Jeremy Borash's uh, ring announcement for him was real good. It's worth going out of your way to check out. It was it was a lot of fun. And for TNA back then, that was big because they had been mm-hmm. pulling in people like a lot of people who were past their prime. Sure. And they got a guy who had not even hit his prime yet. Mm-hmm. What's next? Braun and Bray. Braun Strowman is tired of words and gifts and calls out Bray Wyatt. Bray wants Braun to come home, and Braun goes, I am home, and I'm the champ. I don't like Braun's, bye, see you Sunday. Like, I get it. He, he's showing fearlessness, and I'm cool with that. <clears throat> but Braun just being Braun and staring down Bray is enough to show me that he's fearless. I don't need him to make Bray look like a joke all the way. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Um... Bronze material is bad. Yeah. It's his just bad. Real bad too. His delivery is bad because he's reading lines. He's not it's 
it's just bad. At some point, I felt like we were on an episode of Dr. Phil where Bray was sort of asking him questions and Braun was like, you don't know anything about me. Like it really felt like one of these episodes where they have teenagers on, you know, and it's like, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. Um, I, I didn't, I didn't care for this at all. And I'm, I'm a Bray Wyatt guy. Uh, you know, they're using Bray to his strengths. Why aren't they using Braun to his and Braun's strengths are staring dudes down, fucking shit up. That's what he's supposed to do. Not stand in the ring and trade pleasantries. Or the other thing you could do is really go all in on the fact that Braun Strowman is a cult survivor. That he's not entirely deprogrammed from what the Wyatt family has done with him. That these flashes when he sees the mask are awakening parts of his psyche that are still very, very raw and haven't been properly deprogrammed, but they're being way too surface with it. And I don't think it'd be a good idea for Braun's first feud as universal champion to be, uh, to be in a, pos- in a position of weakness, but they're still doing it in the way they're booking them. Regardless, uh, it's really, really strange. It, I don't think it was a good opponent. Well, for multiple reasons, it wasn't a good opponent, a first, uh, a, a, a proper first challenger for for Braun to toss Bray back into the mix. Could have been a lot of people, a lot of other people before uh, before going into Bray because it just creates this awkwardness that Braun has to play with, and uh, he should have been just plowing through guys a dominant champion is what we needed mm-hmm. that that's what i've been screaming for it's what i've been preaching forever one guy dominant another guy dominant or at least winning they face off and you see who is better holy crap jason check says hi srs and warren hayes hope you're doing great or he says you're doing great thank you jason we always um, appreciate you anakin says i wonder if sammy Guevara." <laughs> No more words in his head as he was getting mowed down by Matt. That was one of the greatest images. Specifically, Kenny Omega pointing at him out of the window. Unbelievable. It's it's become a meme now, and I love it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like, I mean, outside it's, of wrestling. It's legendary. It's legendary. Lacey Evans and Tamina defeated the Boss and Hug connection. Anakin JMT said, give credit where it's due. Tamina looked good. She did, but she had a wealth of help mm-hmm. from Bailey and, and Sasha Banks. Don't forget that spot where Bailey launched herself off the top rope to run into Tamina's fist. Uh, J.K. Schwal says, is Bailey versus Michael Cole the best feud on SmackDown? Oh, Bailey's such a good heel. She's fat. I really give the impression that Bailey doesn't care anymore. Like, doesn't care about what she, what they're going to say backstage or what they're going to tell her what to do. You really have that impression that she's, she's just going to lean into can, stuff and just do it. What they can do? Fire her? 
There you go. No, I, I, I love the snide little interactions with Michael Cole. You know, I even tweeted out the feud of the year. I don't want it to be a full blown feud. I just want, I just want Bailey to keep jabbing him. That's all I want, really. I don't want him to, to, I, I, don't, I don't want them to fight. Uh, but yeah, you know, the thing with Tamina, we've heard multiple times in the course of the, the lead up to uh, Money in the Bank that she is extremely well liked backstage. That uh, the, the women really, really like Tamina. So there's no surprise here that Bailey and Sasha are doing everything to make her look like a million bucks. Um, and they not did, that they, she's they did as good as they could. I thought this match sure. was I thought it was solid. And you're working yeah. with Lacey Evans, who has improved, but is still green. Mm-hmm. And then Tamina, who is Tamina, all due respect to Tamina. I can't think of a great Tamina singles match. The matches she's had over the past month have probably been the best Tamina matches I've ever seen because, one, she's getting the opportunity. Two, she's got great dance partners. And Bailey did a spot where she kicked out of the Bailey to belly and a flying elbow. A beautiful flying elbow, by the way. Mm -hmm. We're talking like, I want to say like a good 95 Shawn Michaels flying elbow. It was a... Just a good one. You could Photoshop her into something like she's laying on a lawn chair. It's perfect. <laughs> it was really cool. Only spot I really didn't like here, the ref does not keep Sasha or Bailey out of the ring. So I'm sitting there wondering, why isn't Tamina in the ring? Why doesn't she try to get in the ring? Is is she smarter than me? Does she know that ref's going to come over and stop her? I don't know. But uh, Tamina wins because she ain't winning Sunday. There you go. But, uh, you know, like you said, this was a solid match. Uh, and, um, and, and Lacey is improving. I mean, her, her timing, she had some massive timing issues when she debuted on Raw. Yeah. Uh, the matches that she had with Becky Lynch were, were egregious. Her timing was so, so off. A lot tighter. She's getting into some much fight, faster spots. Loved her gear tonight. That little, mechanic uh shirt that she had yeah pre and it wasn't extravagant didn't have the big hats and the frilly stuff i thought it worked for her and i think it works well for her if they're going to position her as a baby face because she has that blue collar look to her you know it worked i loved her gear tonight was good stuff yeah solid match (laughs) you okay there yeah yeah it's fine it's fine everything's okay king corbin is interviewed by kayla braxton as far as Corbin promos go, he was okay. I mean, did we really want Baron Corbin's analysis of his opponents, though? No, uh, no. There you go. Dana Brooke and Carmella both cut promos together backstage about Money in the Bank. Just watch our interview instead. YouTube.com slash Fightful. Here yeah. is the neat thing to do, guys. I know a lot of times some of you all miss the exclusives. because We got a lot of them. We got a lot of them. So many. But we have a neat tab over on Fightful.com. You go to Fightful.com. If you just like wrestling, you can go to FightfulWrestling.com. We have a tab that says Exclusives. And when you click that tab, you'll see Mikey Whipwreck says Virgil buried him to Hulk Hogan. A great headline. Mm -hmm. RJ City shoots on the Pink Power Ranger. Another A-plus headline. Dana Brooke talking Carmella, her reaction to the match. You'll see the revival about how they had to sign over the trademarks that they spent money on 
to get out of added contract time. You'll see Deanna Perrazzo talking about why VXT ended up getting uh, shit-canned in NXT. You'll see Mike Bennett explaining uh, who runs 205 Live and talking about banned moves. You'll see Justin Credible saying that Vince McMahon would not let him go to WCW. He said, I thought Vince McMahon was going to kill me in this interview. That's just the last week. Also, the Fightful Wrestling Weekly, there's a bunch of stuff there. I'm telling you, there's lots of fun stuff over there, my friends. Check it and, out. And, and in, in the Dana Brooke interview, can confirm she doesn't say the risk is worth the reward. My, my God. God. So I'll give you all a little bit of inside baseball here. I reported a few weeks ago they taped the match. I had tried to set up this interview with Dana Brooke weeks ago so I could get ahead of things. It didn't work out. We couldn't make it work. I realized the day that we had scheduled it was the day they were taping SmackDown, and I don't think she had realized it yet at that point, and then she probably did too. So this week I was like, hey, I'll interview you after Money in the Bank. She's like, nope, 10 minutes from now. Let's do it. I was like, okay. So I said, hey, I know you all filmed the match, and she got this little grin on her face like, how do you know this? But I was like, we can either do this promoting Money in the Bank or we can talk about it as if Money in the Bank just happened. I won't release it until afterwards. And she was like, <laughs> I could tell that she was like, real slick of you, but we're going to do it before Money in the Bank. <laughs> and uh, Yuli Diaz is a great interview as well. He's uh, he's definitely worth you all paying attention to. Had a viral knockout for... Uh, for uh, Bare knuckle boxing, a lot different than a the viral knockout I just heard about Warren. Uh, UFC 249's Jacare Souza tested positive for COVID nineteen. That's real swell because you know where they are right now, Jacksonville. You know what hotel they're staying at? Uh, one with some other performers that we talk about pretty consistently. Hope that everybody's all right there. UFC was insistent on running. Jesus, man. We but it's that. their choice, Sean. Yeah. It's their choice. Their choice, man. They, they chose to come to work. They chose to come to work is what I was told. We see the hacker pointing out teams dissolving. And one of the things that we hear is like, you need us or something like that. Implying that there's more than one person. Could we have an anonymous situation going on here, Warren? I dig that. You picked that up? I picked up something... That, that'd be fantastic. I picked up something where he says the, the, the hacker said, or at least when he played the female voice, mm -hmm. the, um, the payoff, uh, the payoff is, um, the payoff is coming. Shoot. I, uh, <laughs> but so, something to that effect. Hang on. I wrote it down here. Uh, payback is coming and it will be real soon is what the female voice says. So maybe in that, that aspect, maybe he does have a female acolyte. To help uh, to help out, that would be great. Of course, this is just adding to the speculation that it's CM Punk and then AJ Lee might be around. God, I wish. Jesus, but I wish. That would be fantastic. I but wish. so highly improbable, folks. That's we, the thing. And we've seen some hints that point to this Sunday. There have been some mm -hmm. hints that that have been included, but. Uh, Robert DeFelice is putting together a great "What We Know About the Hacker" article. So make sure you guys check that out. But we found out who the mystery opponent or the mystery partner for Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan would be. It's Otis. I think it makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. But this match was – it did two two things specifically. It got a win for Baron Corbin, 
and it highlighted Drew Gulak. And I thought that was really good. He did a scoop slam on Cesaro that was Hoss territory. He got some time to shine. Fantastic. I thought this was – it was funny because this was a bit of a, a Money in the Bank preview because it had their three participants. But they were like, hey, here's Drew Gulak, and he's really good. And I thought that was really cool. And not only Drew Gulak, he's very good. It's Here's Drew Gulak, he's very good with Cesaro, who is also very good. Yeah. They were the MVPs of this match, Sean. And they were – at some point after that gut – the the that that – was, was kind of like a short Michinoku driver that he did, you know, the, uh, and then Cesaro does his gut, re- gut wrench suplex, which is fantastic. Um, and Gulak does this rolling arm, uh, arm drag off the top rope and into a chicken wing. I was like, my God, like they were in fight forever territory for me. I was like, uh, just directly into here. I boys. gotta see like a top contender match or something like get just, Hey, let Gulak go over, say it's a top contender match for the IC title, 13, 14 minutes, and Cesaro is, even though Sami Zayn's his boy, he's he's trying to protect Sami, something like sure. that. Just give me an excuse to watch it and to have have some stakes. Also, uh, Gulak looked really strong here because he had to mm-hmm. fight off three guys before he got hit with that finish, and I love the deep six winning a match because when I see it, I'm like, damn, that's as good as a finisher. And I, I say this all the time. Baron Corbin does not get the credit he deserves for being an innovative wrestler. He does on this show, but he does a great ripcord slam that looks good. This deep six looks good. He keeps his finisher strong while establishing the deep six as well. I love it. I'll tell you what I didn't love. Lake Brain Cloud Loke says it. What the hell was the point of everybody trying to grab the Money in the Bank briefcase two days before the airing of a tape match? Now, here's the thing. Don't bring up that it's taped because it doesn't matter. According to WWE, it's not taped. It, the, the fact that it's taped doesn't mean anything here. But it does not make sense that Daniel Bryan would give a shit that Dan... This is so weird. This was effectively the the Money in the Bank equivalent of when we're in Royal Rumble season and they start tossing people over the top rope to make us understand what the rules are. You know, and and it's really easy. You you climb up a ladder. My God, commentary keeps telling us how the Money in the Bank works. You climb up the ladder and you unhook the briefcase and you're the winner. It's really, really that simple. But this is exactly what it was. And it made no sense. It made n- absolute no sense. Weird, man. Other than, hey, this is how it works. Guys, remember remember the rules. To, do you know how a ladder match works? My God. I, I, I hate WWE when they do that because it, because it does not reward you as a viewer. It doesn't. It just doesn't. No. Well, fortunately, they were showing us this is how we do it on Friday night. Baron Corbin was feeling all right. He had a ladder and he was trying to do his best climb. He reached for his briefcase and he turned it up. Warren. That was beautiful. I know. I know. A few people will get that. Anita Dick says... Why does WWE always have to remind us how to win a match like Money in the Bank like we haven't seen it a hundred times? 
I agree. And he says, Warren, I'm happy you're not right in our face like Jeff's camera when he's on the show. I enjoy enjoy that. So we used to have a UFC fighter, Sean Pearson, who was on the show. And we... Like, here's the thing. I pretty much would let Joe Ferraro run the MMA side of things. But, like, the first thing as a boss that I had to do and had to say, not doing that anymore, is that Sean Pearson's camera looked like it was on his ball sack. Like, it was, like, way down. And he was, like, looking. It was ridiculous. It's like (laughs) inverse POV porn. It was ridiculous. Well, we're here. We're here to make predictions. I mean, we're not here to make predictions. I did it to stretch a show out to 40 minutes, and we're already past that, but we're going to make the predictions anyway. They have not announced Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. They will do Street Profits versus Viking Raiders. Street Profits will win. Yeah, I I agree. Absolutely. SmackDown Tag Team Titles, New Day Defend Against Forgotten Sons, Miz and Morrison, Lucha House Party. This is unpredictable to me. The titles Mm -hmm. are hot potatoes. Would not be surprised if Forgotten Sons win but it also would not surprise me if they were not factored into the decision. Lucha House Party seem like easy ones to take a loss. I can't see them going to Miz and Morrison right now, but what do you think? Um, look, if 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 they want us to get behind a new tag team, create another strong tag team in the division instead of just going off the 50-50 ramp again, slap it on to the Forgotten Sons. It's just as simple as that. We're going to get another strong, credible tag team immediately in into the bunch. And, you know, they they just want to give the New Day a whole bunch of title reigns. So it won't be the last. It'll be fine. It's not as if Biggie's career hinges on this. Everything will be fine. Do you, I'd, go with, I'd go with Forgotten Sons if we're not clear. Is Jackson it. Riker the forgotten, forgotten son? He hasn't wrestled yet. Uh, that's that's okay. That's fine. It is okay. I, I used to call him. Uh, I used to call him Discount uh, Buddy Murphy back on NXT. Yeah, SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey defends against Tamina. Bailey's winning this. Uh, hands down, hands down. Bailey's been doing some of her best main roster work in uh, since turning heel, and she's really leaned into the heel persona. There's and and of course, of course, we we want this to be the impetus for. Her and Sasha to finally go at it. Maybe not this Sunday, but we want the title to be the thing that splits them apart. Yeah. If WWE ever puts on their big boy pants and gives us the match. Yeah. Braun Strowman defends against Bray Wyatt. Universal Championship match. I get the feeling Braun's winning this. Bray Wyatt's version of the of this character should not win. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, I agree. The uh, if anything, if it's the I'm I feel that they that they're going to extend this feud because they probably feel they don't have a top guy right now for Braun to be challenged by, especially since Roman's not around. Uh, and so if they're going to extend it, might as well go with the Fiend. I think there's a reason why we're seeing Bray Wyatt in this match, not the Fiend. And I think that's going to be for act two of this feud. Yeah, I, I think so, too. We have. Drew McIntyre defending against Seth Rollins WWE Championship match. I Drew's got to win this. He just won the title. He's got to win this. As much as I want to see Kevin Owens back and in a main event picture, I don't want to see him against Seth Rollins again. So I was like, should should he cost Seth the title? What will what will happen? I wouldn't mind if an eager Buddy Murphy helped, like tried to help him 
and it didn't work out. Because mm-hmm. I think it's very clear they don't have anything like extended planned for Buddy Murphy. And I really wouldn't mind seeing a Rollins Buddy Murphy program come of this. Hey, if they're if they're running on a smaller roster because some of their international uh, people aren't around because they're well, because you can't travel, uh, Buddy Murphy, you could do a lot worse than Buddy Murphy versus Seth Rollins. That could be a hoot. Um, but uh, and this match as well, I think, has all the potential to be a hoot as well. And Drew absolutely has to win. He is the dominant champion right now. He's the guy. The universal title is an afterthought right now. The belt with the legacy is on the right guy, and the right guy is carrying it like like a champ, and it has to go on. It it has to go on. I'm with you, and honestly, I, I keep saying this. The the time is coming very soon for them to do the gender Drew McIntyre feud. I really think they should do this very short feud while there are no crowds. Yes. I mean, it's, it is the, and, cause I mean, let's be real. Gender's probably not going to get that type of reaction that they would like to out of here. But I think they can have Gender do this short feud, and I don't know what he looks like in an extended match. I have no idea at this point. But the way that they started to build him up, with the squash match, I was like, good. I thought he should have had another one this week. Keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Give him four or five of them until he calls out Drew McIntyre. And Drew McIntyre says, I said I'd give a title shot to somebody who deserves it. And a lot of people don't think you do, but I know you do. Drew mm-hmm. McIntyre should respect Jinder Mahal because he knows all the same shit that Jinder Mahal has been through because he has been through it. There is a lot of meat on the bone there. And I know a lot of people are like, oh my God, the gender. Normally I would be like that too. I'm not a fan of his work, but there's a lot here. And it, and it, it makes sense for them to go, to go through it. And, and let's be, let's just be completely honest with you, with each other. They're building to it because the entire time that gender was traded to raw uh, before he got injured, he was in the 24-7 picture. He was being jobbed out constantly. Yeah. And they never mentioned that he had been a former WWE champion. He comes back, and it's the first thing that pops out of Tom's mouth. That's the first thing that comes out. Is Former WWE champion. They're putting over his big achievements. They're building him for Drew. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. And, I mean, I could not stand gender's 2017 run i oh didn't think the matches were good didn't think the programs were good or the promos i really think that this program could and would and would be good especially if they give it the attention that it deserves agree they give it the promos that it deserves you do not make gender mahal look like a joke because the thing is he went out of his way to make himself not look like a joke. Mm-hmm. He worked really hard at that. And if you're going to do that, give him this feud first. Jeez, man. We have a super chat. Anakin JMT says a few questions for Sunday. What briefcase gets grabbed first? Which one gets cashed in first? And should they wait to do cash in so there are crowds again? <clears throat> well, I'll answer those in reverse. I think they should keep teasing them 
while crowds are are gone, but mm-hmm. cash them in when crowds are around. Which one gets cashed first? I don't know because I'm going to go to question one. I don't know and if they have established the rule set. I, I admittedly have kind of zoned out if they've done any highlight video, but I it's possible. Maybe they'll tough enough to this thing where they did the big swerve and they're like, oh, Kenny King's not winning tough enough to. We're picking two women. And maybe you have two people of the same gender that grab those. See? I didn't think about that. That I, I honestly didn't think about that, and that would be a good a good impetus, right? To 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 understand why you have the men and the women going at it at the same time. I think that are they telegraphing the ending? Hey, look, I I honestly hadn't thought about that, and that would be very interesting because both briefcases are going to be set up there. Uh, why not? Why not end up with? Shayna and Oscar with a briefcase each. That that being said, Daniel Bryan, Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, King Corbin, Otis, AJ Styles, Dana Brooke, Oscar, Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Lacey Evans, Carmella. Who are your two picks? Well, okay, if we're if we're going down the path, one male, one female, mm-hmm. I I'm going with AJ Styles and Dana Brooke. I think Dana Brooke is the best option and i'll tell you why <laughs> because I, I, i'm with you on both of those i like i'm the same Shayna baszler doesn't need it she's already in a feud with with uh with becky not a problem oscar you can put her with anyone with absolutely anyone and you know what i think we kind of need to revisit uh we kind of need to revisit uh bliss cross applesauce versus the kabuki warriors because right now there's nothing happening with the titles unless you bring back the iconics which you probably can't right now but unless you bring back the iconics there's nothing going on in the tag with the with the tag title so you i'd I'd go back to that feud fine dana brooke you give never mind naya dana brooke would become an instant instant phenomenon the minute she has it because then everyone guns for her. Everyone is like, can't wait to see her cash in. Who is is it going to be Becky? Is it going to be Bailey? She can drag this out. They can drag it out as long as they want on the, at this point. Because the minute that she cashes in, everyone is going to go ape shit. And then, and you know what? Then that's how you make a star, Sean. When you make people care about your wrestlers, that's how it works. So my... I know it's a dark horse prediction, but that's what my heart and my brain says. Dana Brooke should win. I am completely with you. She is fresh. Mm-hmm. She is different. I don't need... I'll tell you why I don't need the other ones. <clears throat> I don't need Asuka because we've seen her in a variety of roles. She can get there with good booking. Sure. She can get there with a month of good booking. Shayna oh, she- Baszler... She could probably did. get that. She could probably get there with with bad booking too these days. You know, she's she's just fantastic. But one, sorry, go one ahead. One gauntlet match gets Oscar there. Sure. I do not need to see Lacey Evans. Oh, darling, I'm giving you your comeuppance, Bailey. I don't buy it. Sorry, sorry. I think she's going to be real good in the future. I, I'm not buying that. Every time she keeps popping up in this feud, I'm like, really? You're still there, huh? And that's not a knock on her. It's a knock on the booking. I could see Nia getting it just for the simple reason 
she busted up Becky's face. There again, there's story there. Her cashing in on Becky, and then Becky tapping her out. I think would be honestly really good because yep. they got to add some flash to Becky Lynch. Would not shock me to see Becky Lynch still with this title in one year, and I'd be fine with it. Honestly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Carmella has been there and done that. And the thing is, Carmella is like in Jake the Snake Roberts territory. She doesn't need a briefcase. And there are not a whole lot of people in wrestling that you can say doesn't need a briefcase and it's serious. Because she is good enough in the ring. She's good enough on promo. She's good enough at comedy. You can get her where she needs to be or she can do something else. Dana Mm -hmm. Brooke is completely fresh. She is the one of all these women who has not been at the top. And I'll say the same thing about Aleister Black that I said before. He don't need a goddamn briefcase either. And if you're saying, oh, well, he can declare his title shot. Well, you know what? WWE can declare his title shot. They can say this guy hasn't lost a singles match clean in a year, so he should get to fight somebody for a championship. Drew McIntyre can call Aleister Black out and say, I want to fight you because you're really good at fighting. We've seen Brian with it. We've seen Corbin with it. I don't need to see Mysterio with it either. That's just weird. He doesn't need that either. And and I, I not because I think that the briefcase is a heel thing, because I think that Otis could be very interesting with the briefcase too. Mm-hmm. And I think that maybe Otis with the briefcase and then Tucker getting a little bit jealous. Sure, as a little side mission storyline there. But AJ, we've never seen that. And you know what? To just put a bow on how stupid WWE is. Styles, the briefcase, and the OC would have been money. Would have been perfect. Just like Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder hosting an A&E television show about hunting down WWE treasures would have been money. And I just want to hit this. Everybody's saying, oh, Triple H will get the casuals. No, he will not. No, he will not. Why do you all think that Triple H transcends pop culture? Was it his performance in Blade Trinity or The Chaperone? Inside Out? I respect Triple H. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins should be hosting that goddamn show. Not only that, they straight up lifted the plot from their YouTube. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for Sunday, Money in the Bank. I'm, you know, looking at their little hype package of, you know, going through the lobby and going through uh, WWE headquarters just to set everything up. I'm like, yeah, I mean, there's there's some really intriguing possibilities. Is it going to be good? Well, we don't know, but it's definitely going to be interesting. And, you know, we we went into WrestleMania knowing there were going to be some pre-taped matches and we were like, they're, you know. Probably be interesting, excited to see it, and look at how they delivered. I kind of have faith in what they're going to be doing this Sunday. I'm really excited to see what's going to happen. Well, I'm really excited to see all of you subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Let me tell you guys, it's worth it. It's worth it. We had the Listen Your Boy on Wednesday. That's our news show, The Distraction, multiple times a week. If you're into fantasy booking and like fantasy drafts, all that stuff, check them out. Every Saturday, Joe and Jeremy are doing that on TEW. Every Tuesday, they're reviewing like movies, wrestling-related movies like Stuber and The Chaperone. 
But Warren, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. That's my channel. And hey, if you like this prediction stuff, I'm doing a prediction show tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. and going a little in-depth. I'm going to have a guest there as well, so you don't have to just listen to me. So come on over. Subscribe today. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Our dude Myron Kid says, Otis with the briefcase, he may try to hump it. <laughs> That's what he would do. He would cash in, and it wouldn't be Kyoto holding it up. He'd be like, hold on, I gotta shake my dick. <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's like your your girlfriend just got beat up. Stop shaking your dong, buddy. Stop doing it. Thank you guys so much. Leave us a thumbs up. If you want to help us out, leave us a nice review on iTunes. We're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.